Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Seven Footers crew, what is going on? My voice was just a little raspy in the beginning. Probably because I've been screaming for these NBA playoffs. Damn it. Oh my God. I mean that in a good way. Like this, you can't make this up. It's we have it's game been, sevens happening. Like, what? It's it's been nuts, Jen. It's been an awesome playoffs. It's been great, but it's been crazy. Before we get into all that, I have a question for you. Oh. How did you enjoy? The Met Gala last night. I mean, I know you didn't go, but we, we should all be so lucky that one day we get invites to the Met Gala. But I know this is part of the beat and you cover it. And, you know, yes. as you know, with me, it's not just sports. I know things about fashion, too. So the theme of the night was in honor of Karl Lagerfeld, of course, legendary uh, fashion designer. I feel like so, you're, so so everyone who doesn't know the Met Gala, right? It's a costume ball that honors the Metropolitan Museum of Art and the mm-hmm. money goes towards all the different things that happens there. And it went towards been chair for like, I don't know, a, bil- a billion years. Yeah. Okay. So there's a theme every year. And that is the supposed to dictate how you come dressed to the event. I feel like there are people who paid homage to Carl and like did, did the thing. And there are people who I was like, what exactly are you wearing? I'm not no. sure. I'm not sure that fits the spirit of Carl. And I will say, not just because I'm an NBA guy. I thought Shea Gilchrist Alexander. Thought he had the spirit of Karl Lagerfeld. What would you think? Yeah. The, he Okay. So he had the colors going on. Mm-hmm. He had a Tom Brown outfit. Mm-hmm. Check out the fashion recap at New York Post with our friend Dexter. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a Tom Brown number, layers upon mm-hmm. layers, a coat, a mm-hmm. vest, a bow tie, a skirt, set, all this stuff. Was it my favorite look? Was I okay. in love Not with your the favorite. actual okay. look? No. However, it was totally SGA for me. Like, over the top. Mm-hmm. He's the style guy. He's the mm-hmm. fashion guy. Mm-hmm. When I read the description of that outfit on GQ, <laughs> I actually had to go get a thesaurus, an encyclopedia, <laughs> a dictionary, and then I had to go get a computer also so I could have 5,000 tabs about what everything was. SGA did it. Uh, I don't... Right. What, what, did, what was Dwayne Wade wearing? I don't remember... Seeing what he had on was that Wait. was it in the spirit of Karl Lagerfeld? That's the thing. It's and when we're in honor of Karl, right. was it in homage to Karl Lagerfeld? When um, I mean, listen, if you go deep into the archives, I'm sure Karl had something similar on at some point. Did it instantly remind me of the theme? No. no. Okay. Him and um Gabrielle, Gabrielle, I thought they looked amazing. Both of them were in Prada. 
Okay. Um, yeah. They both had leather looks, very oh, okay. covered up. Oh, was he in a vest? I think I did see a leather vest, He's right? In the vest Please. with the coat. Oh, okay, okay. I will say that um, they channeled Carl in certain ways with like um, Dwayne wore gloves and okay. they wore like okay. high neck collar okay. things, which, which Carl is very Carl. Wear. Yep, that's very Carl. But what I did love was I read this in GQ. They did a number of pieces on guys that they actually, I think, like followed, like <laughs> getting ready to go to the Met, which was really mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. Um, and they did one with Dwayne, and they said that he recently got a tattoo of the letters HOF, mm -hmm. of fame. conducted mm -hmm, this summer, mm -hmm. um, on his arm. And that when he takes off the cape that he had on, <laughs> you see the tattoo. And I think it's really fairly new, so nobody's seen it yet. Okay, okay. I thought okay. that was really cool, but I All haven't right. seen it in photos, right. so who knows. But overall, some some pretty good people People did pretty well with their with their outfits. Pretty good stuff. I'd be remiss if I did not mention uh, Russell Westbrook that was there. What was he? Okay, was he in the... I mean, Russell also is known as a fashion guy. Yeah. I personally think that Russ often misses the mark with his outfits. Yeah. How did, how did he look at the, at the gala? He was in a stylish number by the design Bode. Okay. I will say I don't think that he channeled the theme very well. He okay. was in kind of like a uh intricate button type of cardigan sweater thing. Yeah, that's not but he was shirtless Carl. underneath because okay. of okay. course he has the body of like mm -hmm. you know a adventure. He's um, an athlete. Yep, yep. Yeah. And he had these like patterned pants on. Um okay. I didn't think he he didn't do it for me, he but didn't really channel the spirit. No, okay, yeah, it's and that's the thing, by the way, it is difficult, right? Like when although Right. You got the invite like a long time ago and you know you're going and you know what the theme is. It doesn't take too long. to. I mean, right. You work with your stylist in order to figure out how do I like I remember one year the theme was camp. Right. And, and campiness. Right. Yeah. And like so not like I'm going camping for those of you who you know can't be like right? a little bit ostentatious and over the top. Yeah. Tracy Ellis Ross basically came as like a portrait. I'm like, you see, she understands camp. Like, of course, Diana Ross's daughter would understand camp. Right, like, but it's the you you know what the thing is, right? And this is this is what you do, right? You, you yeah, come as this what you're supposed to. But anyway, I, I thought I was like, I wonder what Jenna thought about the outfits. A lot, lot, of, lot of black and whites, which gets Carl was very uh, all late, Carl. Very, all Carl, like monochromatic, the black, the right, and yep. the white was stark. So we saw a lot of that. Mm -hmm. Your cat, looked a lot like of tweed. An, an actual cat look cat? like an actual cat, right? Yes, like, oh, an actual you... cat. Whoever did the prosthetics and everything was great. I, I wish was like, I... she's a cat. Is she a real cat? <laughs> and she was even meowing um, in character in her interviews. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Listen, if you're going to go for it, man, if you're, you're going to go all the way in. Go all the way. Go all the way. All right. Well, it's good to know. One day we'll get invited to the Met Gala. Anna, you know where to find us. Hit us up. Exactly. Until then, I'll still be creeping outside in the bushes. Um, <laughs> usually bushes outside. <laughs> um, but let's jump into it because we have the start of, you have to admit, an iconic series tonight. It is not too many times we are going to get to see these two go up against each other. And I mean that as in the Lakers and LeBron James against Steph Curry and the Warriors. Game one tonight is for recording this on May 2nd of the conference semis. I mean, Come on, you can't help but think about, you know, the amazing Cavs Warriors 2016 finals. And of course, that run, you know, they went back a bunch of times. So, I mean, thoughts? I mean, we obviously, I think everybody knows the obvious answer sometimes uh, for some who might win, but. Well, look, Jenna, I, we'll get to that in a minute. First of all, as basketball fans this and his historians and people who care about the league, and everybody who fits into those categories, this is you're talking about 
two of the greatest players of all time, arguably the greatest player of all time in LeBron James, right? And Stephen Curry, who literally revolutionized the game, right? He has changed the geometry of the basketball court. Absolutely. Um, you know, it is, we talk about, you know, people love rankings and, you know, rankings are stupid, but that's how our brains work. Who's number one? Who's two? Like, we have to know. Right. Like, come on. I mean, honestly, but Steph has a case for, that inner sanctum of the greatest players of all, like of the greatest of the greats, right? So he has a list of like yeah. the greatest players of all time. But then like you start chipping away, like who are the great greats, right? Like when you talk about your LeBrons, your MJs, your Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's, right? These are among the most decorated and accomplished players in the history of basketball, right? And Steph is, you know, four championships, two MVPs, a finals MVP, right? Um, a unanimous uh, NBA and regular season MVP. All NBA is like, I mean, the all-time three-point king, right? Yeah. The greatest shooter the game has ever seen. And that's just not all that he is, right? He does multiple things too, coming off that incredible 50-point game seven, uh, uh, outstanding performance against the Kings. You know, LeBron versus Steph is, is excellent. Lakers, Warriors, this is part five. They've done it. Five times it'll be the fifth time they're playing head to head in the postseason. Now Steph does only four and, uh, a, a three and one mark, right? He's won three championships, right? Now, of course, everybody remembers the epic 2016 Finals when the Warriors were up three one and LeBron launched the greatest wow. comeback in Finals history to win that one. I mean, that was that was epic against that team, the 73 win. Golden State Warriors team. That was like a record for them, of course. That's, that's the NBA record for most wins in the yeah. regular season. Um, the, so <laughs> arguably the greatest team of all time, right? Arguably. Uh, many will tell you they weren't because they didn't win it, and they did not. Um, it was, it was. I mean, LeBron was historic. And, you know, so in all the individual games in playoff matchups, head-to-head, Steph is 15-7 and seven in the 22 times they play, right? His team's come out on top. But, Jenna, if you look at statistics and head-to-head, LeBron has outplayed Steph every single game but Steph's teams have been better and so they've won and in the LeBron legacy right Steph Curry is this weird fly in the ointment right where it's like historically of course Bron's the goat and the greatest player of all time but this is the one guy whose team he could never vanquish right and I think it's interesting to juxtapose right what that is because it's LeBron in Cleveland with a, with a set of guys. Now LeBron in LA with a different set of guys, right? But the constant is Steph, Clay, Draymond, the Gold Steve Kerr, the Golden State Warriors, right? So yeah. the, the storylines are everywhere. It's exciting. So if you're just a fan of basketball, um, enjoy that. For real. I mean, oh, it's just fun. It's historic. It's going to be great. And, you know, who advances in this? I mean, it could be a huge upset or. So here's what I'll say. The Warriors probably have, not probably, they do. They have the best player and best coach in this series, right? And Steph and Steve Kerr. Yeah. However, it's very clear watching the Warriors in the postseason, in those seven games against the Kings, Steve Kerr trusts four guys on that team. He trusts Steph, Draymond, Clay, and Andrew Wiggins. Oh, no, he trusts five. And Kevon Looney. Yeah. That's it. He does not trust anyone else on that. And that includes Jordan Poole, right, who got a big contract extension over the summer. And, yeah, you know, right. playing five guys in the first round for seven games, okay, cool, you won. I don't know that that's going to work 
all the way through to potentially the conference finals and NBA finals. And Jenna, so okay. maybe a couple years ago, but yeah, when they were younger, not now. Right, and you need your bench. I'm gonna give the bench edge. The Lakers are just a better team, right? Jared, J- that. Jared Vanderbilt, Rui Hachimura, D'Angelo Russell. Um, good. You, you you got all you know um Wenyan Gabriel uh Dennis Schroeder, all these guys that like now here's the thing Darvin Ham, my guy, you gotta be smart here. I know your natural inclination is to play LeBron and AD eight bajillion minutes a game. How about you don't do that? How about you lean on your bench? Even if it gets a little jittery, I know your natural instinct, like, oh my god, we're gonna lose. Gotta put Braun and AD back in. Well, oh, AD's like glass, so you need to be careful. This this is going to be a long series. You do not look. LeBron is clearly injured. That foot is clearly injured. Okay, you're he ain't going to get better as this goes on. So you have to manage his minutes. Okay, utilize Austin Reeves and these guys. Listen, those guys have been coming out and they've been showing out. Right, let them continue to do that. Right, give them that confidence. Give them that confidence. So look, that's my I look. The, the big question for the Warriors then always is, what do they do in the non-Steph minutes, right? When Steph is off the floor, what happens? Usually disaster. And the way Kevon Looney was able to dominate the Kings in those three games where he had 20-plus rebounds, well, now you got AD to deal with. You ain't going to be grabbing 20-plus rebounds when AD's around, okay? So <laughs> who's getting extra possessions now? Is it the Warriors or is it uh, the Lakers, right? No one can stop Steph Curry, but with Schroeder and... Vanderbilt and these guys, they have a little bit more optionality and length. They can do some different things, but Darwin's got to be creative. And in the last series that the Lakers played, Memphis bailed LeBron out on defense because they would stick him on Jaron Jackson Jr. And Jaron would oftentimes stand in the corner. That's rest for LeBron. Oh, I'm going to worry? They're not putting you in any actions and I'm going to do anything? Great. as, As you know, the Warriors offense doesn't operate like that. There ain't nobody you can hide on and stand around because everybody is constantly moving and the ball is constantly moving. So this will be, this will be, uh, I think it's going to go long. I think it's going to be six or seven. Look, right now you have to give the slight edge to the Warriors because of the Stephen Curry factor. But look, if AD is a monster, you're not getting no layups, right? You're not, you know, so if he's doing his thing, that's going to be a problem for the rest of the Warriors to do stuff. So it, I predict a long series. And look, getting rid of that series against the, the Grizzlies in six and getting those extra couple of days of rest, mm-hmm. huge, so huge right now. Because if they played on Sunday as the Warriors did, toast. They'd get blown. Look, they still might lose tonight. I don't know. But I'm going to give them the edge because they had a couple of days of rest before they, before they play uh, tonight. Yeah. And where are they? That's I almost said Staples. It, no, no, it's it's at it's at Chase. So Gold, oh. Golden, Golden State has home court advantage. So it's at Golden State for game one. But the good news is the flight, we're talking LA to San Francisco. It's 45 minutes. Nice yeah. and easy. Quick stuff. So, you know, we'll see if that's even a factor in this series. All right. Let's go to the East because we got to talk about this sizzling heat Knicks series. Miami leads uh one zip and they won this opening game with Jimmy Butler injuring that ankle at the end there, and then he's out for game two. So, and then we have a couple guys on the Knicks too: uh, Randall questionable, mm-hmm. Brunson questionable, um, or in their game time decisions. So we see reportedly. So, what's the deal here? Um, 
you know, the Knicks in their series, previous series against the Cavaliers, they just out physicaled, out toughed, and right, and they just beat the Cavaliers up on the boards. You can't really do that to the Miami Heat. That's they you're not gonna out effort them. That's not mm-mm. you gotta out execute them. That's how you're gonna beat them because they're gonna be physical, they're gonna get on the boards. Jimmy was doing Jimmy things. I was kind of surprised last game, Jenna, once Jimmy rolled the angle that Tibbs and the Knicks didn't say, well, let's see if he's healthy. Let's involve him in action. Let's get someone to go at him. Let's test that ankle. See how he's doing. I'm very surprised they didn't do that. Um, you know, look, this, from Tibbs. this is the playoffs, man. You've got to be predatory. You see a wounded animal out there. And I'm not calling Jimmy animal, but if you're an- analogizing in the jungle, yes. that, 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 that's what that's what a lion does. He sees a wounded. He don't go after the leader who's out in front. No, no, I'm getting the wounded one. That's mm-hmm. the easy one to go get. Yeah. Let's, let's see. Let's see if he's can he cut on that angle. Let's test him. So he's not playing tonight. Look, the Knicks cannot go back to Miami down 0-2. They got They have to win tonight. Look, it's early in the series. You never want to say must win, but when you are the home team and you've already lost home court advantage by blowing game one, you've got to come back and win one one because there's going to be three days of rest before the next game, and that's more time for Jimmy to get healthy. You go back 0-2 and then you face a rested, well not rested, but a more healthy because at this point, Jenna. Nobody's healthy, right? Everyone's banged up, but you get Jimmy now who's going to come back and play, and you're down 0-2. That's a quick way to go down 0-3. So this is a must-win game for the Knicks tonight. They have to execute well. R.J. Barrett's been playing well. Um, he's got to do that. Obi Toppin, Mitchell Robertson have got to own the boards, um, and you've got to really race those Miami Heat guys, Struess, Gabe Vincent, et cetera, off the three-point line. I doubt you get a great Kyle Lowry game again tonight. Probably not. Um, we'll see, you know, old guys tend to not do that back to back. Um, not that they play two nights in a row, but you know what I mean? Two consecutive games in the playoffs. So this is a must win for New York. They, they've got to do it tonight. hundred percent. And with Butler out, Bam needs to step up too. I mean, I also still can't believe they're doing all this without Tyler hero. Actually. Yes, I can, but as powerful as they are still um, without Tyler here, this is heat culture, okay. right? Everyone likes to make jokes about it and laugh. Like it's funny. It's, real. it's so real, right? They get guys that are bought into what they do. They compete hard every possession. And that's, that is that in of itself as a talent, Jenna, it's not easy. Like, you know, fans out there, like, I know I say this all the time. You guys think I'm a broken record, but like you have zero idea, like how difficult it is to play NBA playoff. First of all, NBA basketball, period but playoff level basketball at the compete level these guys are at it is at, at the time this time of the season when you've already gone through an 82 game season when you're already dead you know shout out to uh my my, my boss and partner at true Group, henry abbott who's always like we're bad at this at the nba right in that the point is to deliver the best or the players healthy for the most important time of the season which is the playoffs but we're not everyone's fucked up and banged up by the time april rolls around in may right because you just grinded through a regular season and now the games are more intense and more physical. It's just, and you have to go hard and, every and, single minute because you cannot, as I say, this is not a Tuesday night against Detroit. Okay. No, this isn't that you lose two games in a row in the playoffs. You're probably going home. Okay. Like it's, this is, this is serious now. And so, you know, it's really hard. So these guys and they're battling and they're scratching and clawing possessions matters so much. Like, Late in the game, uh, a two-possession game, three-possession, and you kick away a possession by a turnover? That's so costly, right? You you blew a chance to get make it a one-possession game now. It's just everything matters that much more, the mental stress, the everything. So, yeah, for the Knicks, must win tonight. Cannot go down back to Miami down 0-2. Got to be 1-1. 
Absolutely. And if there's a time for Butler to rest, it is now. Yeah, so. for sure. Because you got your one. So, you know. Right. Exactly. Uh, let's stay in the East and talk about the 76ers Celtics series because James Harden showed up in a freaking concert costume out of Monsters Inc. <laughs> and literally went off for 45 points, tied his career high playoff 45 points, and just owned the Celtics on their home floor at TD Garden. They stole that home court advantage uh, game one win in the semis here. Uh, talk to me about James Harden having the perf- best performance of his postseason career. So it was vintage James Harden, but it wasn't vintage James Harden. Here's what I mean. A step back was electric, seven to 14, 50% from three. Game winning jumper. I I mean, right. He was, he was money on that. And after the game, he's talking to, uh, Allie Clifton, uh, is it Allie Clifton or Allie LaForce? Which one, which one does TNT? Uh, LaForce does TNT and then Clifton is, uh, in LA. Okay. Yeah. Um, Allie LaForce. Right. And so she's like, James, you know what it, he's like, I work on that shot every day. I mean, he does like that, that, that is, he's like, make or miss. I, I know what that shot is. Right. He got Al Horford on the switch on a switch. Knew what he was doing, nailed it. Seven of 14 from three, so 50%, 17 of 30 from the field, right? Over 50% shooting. But Jenna, he only, and this is what I mean by it wasn't vintage Harden. He only went to the free throw line four times. So it wasn't 15, 16 free throws, only four. So this whole idea about, oh, all James Harden does is bait right. the free- Bait fouls, yeah. Not, no, listen. To James me Harden, now. James Harden is one of the more brilliant offensive players in the history of basketball. History. He's an MVP, a former MVP for a reason. Multiple time All NBA. Like this guy is that dude. He was brilliant. All this without Joel Embiid. Yeah. Uh, Tyrese Maxey was excellent in this game. I, I again, like older players like Kyle Lowry. Even though Kyle Lowry is not quite the player James Harden was in his peak, but you you get where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. It is not likely that Harden continues to play like this all series, right? He may have one other game like this, maybe three, but highly unlikely, probably two. In a game where he is this electric, the Sixers have to win. You, you cannot blow an awesome Harden game. You just can't because there aren't gonna, this isn't, there aren't going to be many of them, right? And they didn't. Especially without Embiid, this was huge. This is the stuff of Daryl Morey's fever dreams. Yes, this is why he brought James Harden here for this exact reason. Now. Yeah. Tonight, when they announce the MVP, which will likely be Joel Embiid, it'll be a wonderful thing. All that you think? I, they, so they, they do. They will announce it tonight, and I think it's going to be Embiid. I'm, I have, I'm pretty confident it's going to be him. Um, you know, if he's back and they can somehow find a way to get Game Two, oh, now listen. And Boston, back? Uh, well, there's no, no guarantee that he he did some work today. Doc said, but still, game time decision, still up in the air. But on Boston's end. You got to be kicking yourself. Look, this goes back to round one where they played with their food with the Hawks. You should have swept that team or at least got them in five. No business for them extending it to six. But you got sloppy and you played with your food. Well, you did the same thing in this game, right? No Joel Embiid. You got to know, oh, we're winning this game. Didn't right. You, right. You, 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 you allowed Harden to do his thing and you, again, played with your food. Jalen Brown was great in the first quarter, kind of absent the rest of the game. Like, if this is a team that wants to win a championship, Jenna, they they got to start doing some things differently. The, the Celtics are starting to concern me a little bit. I'm not saying like I'm writing them off; they're not going to win this series. But just what they did in the Atlanta series and how they look in Game One, guys. As I said, this is the postseason here. You have that collective hurt from losing a lead in the finals last year. 
What right. you doing, man? What's going on? They are the title favorites, but I don't know how long they're going to stay there. So, And the other thing, too, Jen, I want to say about uh, Harden's playoff performance. Look, he's been derided notably for not coming up big in the playoffs. Um, there is this thing out there about, like, you know, clutch performance and this, that, and the third. And look, here's what the reality is, Jen. I, just, I look this stuff up. Clutch is a random, weird thing, right? There aren't enough clutch possessions to tell you, like, this person always comes through. And that's not how it works. Right. Generally speaking, how you perform in the regular season is how you're going to perform in the playoffs. Most people, right? That's, that's just how it works. If you are a 25 per game scorer on 48, 36, 80 shooting splits, that's probably what you're going to be in the playoffs and decent sample size. You might have some hot games where you're a little bit above that. Right. But then with enough, you're going to average out to be just about that. You're familiar with the bell curve theory, of course. Yes, I actually am. So in any sample of 100, right, 95 out of those 100 things fall within two standard deviations of the mean, which means most people are, most things are average, slightly above average, or slightly below average. That's right. That's just. That's the same thing in basketball. Most guys, they're either, they either do what they do normally in the regular season, the postseason, or they're slightly better or they're slightly worse. That's it. Not this random thing like, oh, my God, yeah. in the playoffs, this guy is like, no, they're not. Yeah. They're not. They're not. It's, it's not the numbers bear it out. They're not. It's just not what happens. But we do this thing. Our brains go, oh, my God, dunk, block, three. But like. We get fuzzy about all the stuff that happened in between, right? It's like, it's like, no, but that fuzzy stuff in between—that's the shit that matters, right? Like, it's, it's 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 a weird thing. But anyway, I wanted to just say that as we, you know, talk about players and their performances in the postseason and this, that, and the third, and it's you know, again, look up anybody's sample size, playoff logs, and regular season, and you'll generally find it's about the same. And one more note on Harden: I feel like he has just taken so much heat lately about. He's not the player he used to be. He's He can't carry a team in the postseason. I get it. The stats are there. But he's never been in this situation. Yeah. This is great. Because no. he's, he's like, he's the number two on this team, but he can still tap into that number one when he needs to, which is what he did, right? And he said it. When I was in Houston, averaging 40 and whatever, you guys were like, oh, you can't win that way. Now I'm averaging 12 assists a night. And like, James Harden is a brilliant, brilliant basketball player. Brilliant. Incredible. That Embiid Harden pick and roll is money. Okay. The best, it's still the best play in the NBA, right? Like mm-hmm. it is devastating. And again, for them to win this game, just huge kudos. Right. And last note on Embiid. Uh, so what? He's, yeah, he's, he's still, he's questionable. Doc said he's a little bit more work today. We will see. Yeah. What I that looks like. Shots up or something. He got shots up. Listen, it, it it's unfortunate because, this is the reality. We talked about it, right? Can we get guys healthy at the time of the year where it matters most? Well, based on how the calendar works, no. How can you be healthy after going through an 82-game regular? It's just not possible. Right. That's just, you're getting fined for load management. That's, that's, just, that's just not how this works, right? Not the way we do things now, right? Listen, everyone knows I'm a proponent of making the season shorter. You find a way to shorten the season. Give guys actual time with days to recover and to strength train, right? to put back strength on their bodies, right? To do the different things to make sure they're activated and they're ready to perform at the highest level. 
we'll see different things, but that's a conversation for a different day. Oh yeah. All separate pods we can do. Don't worry. Um, we'll stay busy in the summer maybe. So let's go back to the West and talk about the Suns and Nuggets because these two teams, I mean, Hey, we, when you think about this, you'd expect, you know, Oh, neck and neck, this is going to be wild. A dog fight. Well, the Suns are, um, down 2-0. So, I mean, Jamal Murray playing incredible. Jokic is Jokic. What's going on? So game What's one. What's going on with Durant? Game one, uh, Murray was unconscious and they just, they were fantastic and they just blew the Nuggets out. Uh, I'm sorry, the, the Suns out. They took more shots, took more threes. I mean, all, all, everything was working. Game two. The Suns had 19 more possessions than the Nuggets. 19. In a game where you have 19 more possessions than your opponent, you're generally going to win those basketball games. Did not happen. The Suns held the Nuggets to 97 points. And, it, and it, that's a win. In That is excellent defense. Only problem is they only score 87. Durant did not shoot the ball well in game two. Shots we normally see him make, he did not. Give credit to Aaron Gordon for getting him a little bit off his spot and bothered, but Durant's a tough shot maker, right? He makes tough shots. He didn't make tough shots last night. Well, he's going to have to make tough shots going forward. But this is the problem when Phoenix or in Denver, they go, okay, who who hurts us? Guys that get downhill and put pressure on the rim because we don't, Jokic is not a rim protector. Besides Booker, who on that team gets downhill and puts pressure on the rim? Nobody. Kevin Durant's default is, I'm the mid-range god, which of course he is. Chris Paul, mid-range. DeAndre Ayton. For a seven-footer, he should be putting tons of pressure on the rim. He wants to play in the mid-range. Well, you guys have a problem now because that's exactly what Denver wants you to do. And look, you can make those, but this is not how you exploit them best. All right? Again, in a game where you held them to 97 points, that's a game you should win. Well, you had 19 more shot attempts. 19! That's bad. That's a lot of missed opportunities right there. That's It was all misses, Jenna. Durant was 2 of 12 from 3. I mean, he even goes 5 of 12. This game's different. Right? Three, three more threes. That's nine points. <laughs> I mean, now, now they're down one. I mean, it's, it's right? It, it, is, it is unreal. And look, let's give credit to Denver for whom they are. Oh, they just got announced. Joel Embiid. The 2023 NBA MVP, which I thought he would be. Uh, so congrats to uh, Joe for winning his first MB- MVP. Um, I know. Congrats, he, Joe, Joe. He, he really wanted it and he deserved it. He was he, he was congrats. outstanding this season. You know, um, after these past couple years, I mean, the guy, give the damn guard the freaking thing. Well, I mean, look, it's it's merit. But look, Jokic could have easily made a claim for having it this year, as could Giannis, right? Totally. Um, I mean, that, that would have looked awkward as hell if Giannis got announced and oh, your team's out of the playoffs. Weird. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, it, regular season award, doesn't matter. Uh, but no, look, Denver is a team, Jenna. They have continuity. Murray and Jokic have been doing this for a while. Yes, y- Murray's been hurt the last two years, but they've got experience. They went to the Western Conference Finals two years ago. The additions they made in Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Bruce Brown, these guys are contributing. They're playing defense. Aaron Gordon. Right, they are, and Christian Brown, the rookie off the bench, like they're doing amazing things. And Jenna, like the Warriors, what you worry about if you're a Nuggets fan is what do they do in the non Jokic minutes? Jenna, they're beating the Suns in the non Jokic minutes. So 
if you're getting beat in the non-Jokic minutes and getting beat in the Jokic minutes, you don't stand a chance. You're down 0-2. <laughs> this is, and so if this can if they continue to get beat in the non-Jokic minutes, this series is going to be over in four games. <laughs> it just is. It's incredible. Uh, the the Nuggets they they're the most quiet winners ever, and they love it. They love they it love right it. now. Michael Malone is loving this right now, Jenna. He's like, "Don't worry about us. Yeah, yeah. You guys yeah. keep talking about Durant and Booker, everybody else, LeBron. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, we were the number one seed all year. Not them. We were the number one seed in the West. And Mike Malone. Oh, better call him Michael. Don't, don't be like calling him Mike. Nice better, you better guy. call him Michael. Don't be calling him oh, Mike. Oh, yes. I, who was that? Cassidy? Cassidy. Or, don't, be call, don't, Cass. be, don't be calling him Mike. Oh, yes. Michael. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, He seems like a nice guy. Well, he seems like something. I don't know how nice of a guy he is. Here's what I will say. He is doing different things, and he is coaching like he's coaching well. He's he's looking. We, they got a game plan. They're executing it. Kudos. 2-0. Listen. The Suns will tell you all the Nuggets did was do what they're supposed to do. They held serve at home. 2-0. Okay, well, now it's your turn, Phoenix. You got to go home and hold serve and go to and go 2-2. Then we'll talk. Um, I also haven't heard you talk about your guy, MPJ. Why not? Well, MPJ, um, clearly, he only played 20 minutes in game two. Look. Why? Because What's happening here? When he's not scoring, he's seemingly useless. Alive. And th- that's not good, Jenna. Like, look. And there's some things going on in MPJ's personal life. Um, oh, I wasn't. That, uh, well, this 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 piece is public. His brother, um, is it Cole or Coben Porter? Um, it was younger brother. Um, earlier this year, was uh, charged with vehicular homicide. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that look, I'm not telling you that's the reason why MPJ is not playing well, but. I'm just going to point out the fact that these guys are human. And There's so when things are going on in their family life and the Porter family is very close, um, it's hard not to think these things don't affect them. Um, you know, it, it's just, yes, Coben. Coben Porter, he he played basketball at the University of Denver. Um, yeah, so this is this is definitely something that is, if not in the forefront of his mind, it's something that's in and subconscious and it's there now that being said michael porter jr i know that he is this awesome six foot ten scoring machine that's what i love about him you know my basketball love language tall guys who can shoot but you have to find other it's not just about that you got to have other ways you affect the game and the reason why you're not on the floor is because mike malone cannot michael malone cannot trust you to rebound get a deflection listen you got to do other things to stay on the floor cut move whatever it is it's and it's amazing how at this stage he's still not performing well at those other things this is the playoffs my guy look the, the nuggets believe in you but you've got to be better and like i said i'm going to give him some grace because i do i do think that this situation with his brother is impacting him right and you the back is good I think the, right? the back the back's fine the back's fine or as well as it can be given what we know right right all right well um Chris Paul, this Chris Paul injury. Uh, yeah, tightness and groin. a tight growing. And look, Jenna, you know, it's unfortunate that Chris is going through an injury again. It seems like every year this is what happens. But Jenna, you know, you know where I stand with this. Small players in the NBA, which is a land of giant human beings. I cannot stress to you people at home enough how big these motherfuckers are. Like, 
if you're ever fortunate enough to go to an NBA game and get courtside or whatever, just stand next to Joel Embiid. He's a fucking mountain of a human being. Seriously. Huge. These guys are ginormous. They're giants. They are giant, giant people. And when these little guys are banging and bumping into them all game, not just all game, all season, Chris Paul is in what, year nine bajillion? I mean, this is year after year after year. You're going to get worn down. And so when your team relies so heavily on a small person, that always gives me pause, Jen. I'm like, "Mm, that's tough. It's tough. It's just a lot of miles on him, too. With with already a lot of miles on his body. So hopefully it's just tightness and it's not a tear or anything. Because if it's torn, that's it. Playoffs over. You're not coming back. Um, Because like most injuries, you know what doesn't make it better? Playing NBA playoff basketball. Like That's not going to make it better. It's only going to make it worse. So we'll see what happens. They have not announced um, what's going on yet. I'm still waiting to see what the MRI said and they'll may say something in the next couple of days here. Good news is they don't play again till Friday. So they got, you know, three days off here to kind of get themselves together and figure out what they're going to do. Hope so. I feel like they also have a uh, DeAndre inconsistency problem. But I mean, Jenna, for a seven footer, he plays with negative force. It's like my guy, like every time you get the ball, it's like going up with these soft layups. and like, dude, you are a big man. Can dunk that ball. Get get up there and be ferocious with it. Play with physicality. Yeah. He does not, and I get it. This is why Suns fans are so annoyed with him because he does not play with the requisite physicality. Wonder if he's still unhappy about. He got his money. What you want happy about? You got the extension. What are we unhappy about? I don't know. Maybe him and Monty never really buried the hatchet. Listen, who knows? Is, I'm is. speculating. Don't and just Jenna, as, as a quick last thing on the Suns. It's this year and it's next year. And that's, that's really it. it. That's really it. The window. Right? Closing. Kevin Durant's 35. Like, that's it. Like, you, right? Yes, you got Book still, who's awesome. Thank God for Book. But Aiton, listen, man, you, you got to be better, my guy. It's this season and it's next season. That's it. Tough stuff there. All right. Let's move on and just do some quick news and notes here because – The tea is still hot around the association aside from all of these incredible matchups. First of all, Ime Udoka is hired once again as a head coach of the Rockets uh, after they got rid of Steven Silas. I mean, I didn't think Silas would uh, last, but what do you think of the uh, Udoka addition? Those of you who don't know, of course, he's the Celtics coach caught up in that scandal. Google it. Clearly, he's a good coach. And so Houston's like, we we need someone who's going to set a culture here. Look. Yeah, we know he's a good coach. They got they got young talent in Houston. Um, and of course, the prospect of potentially getting Victor Wembanyama is very exciting. So I'm sure Stevens, um, Stevens House, excuse me, I'm sure. You mean, Yuduka's like, oh man, if we get Vic, all the fun things I can do down there. All right, we'll see if he's able to instill the kind of culture, get those young guys to care about playing defense because they are shitty at that end of the floor. Um, yeah, uh-huh. and, and we'll see if they buy into, you know, his brand of basketball. But, you know, I, I think it's a good hire for Houston. Yeah, agreed. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Grizzlies, okay? Mm. Uh, bombshell report by Shams today that came out. And normally this would be like, okay, you know, free agency moves. But this was interesting, the wording of it. Shams reported, and then it was later confirmed, of course, by other outlets, including ESPN, that the Grizzlies informed pending free agent Dylan Brooks, a.k.a. the bear of the last first-round series against the Lakers, that he'll, he won't be brought back, quote, under any circumstances. 
Interesting stuff. I read the athletic article. It was apparently a combination of things. The series with the Lakers was a breaking mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. with his language from, you know, poking well, bear. out LeBron and not shooting well and some defensive lapses. Right. All that stuff. Plus, you know, he missed a defensive assignment. Yep. He wasn't yep. playing up to par. Mm-hmm. He wasn't shooting well. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the the proof was in the, the pudding. Is that what they say? Correct. That's what they say. Look, I, I, I don't. So the under any circumstances, I'm not sure who is saying that. Is that the Grizzlies that said that, or is that Sham saying that? Lead right? sources. Or, we'll see that you know, and then once we start, and again, Shams is tapped in to, generally speaking, the agent and player side of things, right? So, so who leaked it? So who knows who leaked what? Bottom line, I'm going to say is this: Look. Dylan Brooks did not play well in in the Lakers series. That's just a fact, okay? Um, Comments and all that stuff aside is what it was. This Grizzlies team as a whole, Jenna, you know I love them. They're young. They're brash. They're confident. They're cocky. Well, you got some humble pie this this postseason. And you either be humble or the game will humble you, right? That's generally how this works because these are competitive dudes in this league, man. Everybody in this league is fucking good and can hoop and play ball. And, you know, you start talking, you're talking, doing your thing. That gives guys a, you know, they quickly went from like the upstart that nobody saw coming to teams hate their guts and want to beat them every time they play them. Um, And so this is part of the maturation process. Jaws 23, Trips 23, Desmond Baines 24. Taylor Jenkins and GM Zach Kleiman said that they're the future of this team. They got to be leaders. Those guys have to start being leaders now and growing up and saying, okay, we got to be about our business for real. Okay. We know what regular season is all about and we can win games there, but this playoff shit. Oh no, this is, this is something different here. And let's be clear about something, Jenna. In one, two, three playoffs with this crew, this young nucleus, they have won one playoff series. That was last year against the Minnesota Timberwolves in round one. They've won one. So they've got to start getting themselves on the track of being like, okay, we we got to be better here. Look, Dylan Brooks is an integral part of like giving them an identity, a kind of confidence and a defensive swag and an irrational, an irrational confidence, right? But his usefulness on this team, right, is no longer there based on what based on them wanting to get rid of him, right? Yeah. Because he's not shooting the ball well. And it's like if you're gonna be this guy that's taking 12 to 15 shots a game. You can't be shooting 30%. That, that's that's losing basketball for us. You've got to be better. And they must not think he can do that and be better, right? For or whatever reason. Jaw's got to mature over the summer. We talk about the off-court stuff. He's got to mature on the court as well. Trying to dunk over everybody every time is not it. You're going to end up on the ground always. Work on that float game, score on that second box, work on your second box jumper, work on your three-point shot. So you know when to detonate that amazing athleticism. Jaron Jackson Jr., defensive player of the year. Made some strides late offensively. You saw what it was like going up against Anthony Davis. You're like, damn, I got to work on some counters, get some other moves. You got to develop this summer. Desmond Bain, continue to work on your off-the-dribble game and your playmaking. Like this is Every every player talks about it, the great ones. Even at this stage, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, LeBron, whatever, AD, they go in the lab every summer, and they're working on getting – this is how, if you want to be good, there's a reason why it's hard to crack into the top of that all NBA, right? The all NBA first team. It's like, because them guys don't let their spots up. 
They've been there perennially year after year after year. Why? Because they keep working on their games. So if you guys want this, this is the level of work it's going to take. So they've got a lot of maturing to do as a team overall. We'll see who goes after Dylan Brooks uh, in, in the offseason. And yeah. we'll see what targets the, the Grizzlies have uh, going forward. Grizzlies said they were going to be active uh, mm -hmm. in the offseason. So we should see. It's interesting. I mean, it begs a longer conversation, but how much of this culture is on the Grizzlies management? Yeah, well, they they, ena they enabled a lot of this stuff, right? Like right. They, they let them talk and do. And, and Taylor Jenkins said, "Look, I don't mind our swag, but we got to back it up." Okay, well, he didn't back it up, right? So now the approach has got to be different, right? You 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 talk 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 talk, and you didn't deliver. Well, no one wants to hear you talking anymore now, right? You've got to go about your work and do it now and get and show. Now you got to show. Now it's show me, right? Prove it, prove it now yeah. on the floor. A lot of work to do in the offseason. We shall see. But these teams that we talked about today are not in their postseason just yet. So these series are going to be good. You know, it, it's, it's stick with us. It, it, it's awesome that the basketball is just it's incredible. Jenna, like we're seeing elite play. We're seeing guys just, you know, giving their bodies up for like everything. And it, listen, whoever wins this okay. Suns Nuggets series is coming out of the Western Conference. Yeah, that's that's I just even no matter what happens with Lakers and Warriors, whoever gets to the I just think that the way Denver's looking right now and if Phoenix finds a way to like get like it's just they're just too tough. I just think that it's that's the team that's going to end up winning this Not from the West. Anyway. That. Not mad at that at all. Well, stick with us, guys, because we got a lot more coming up. Don't worry. Uh, welcome to the second round. As always, guys, you know where to find us. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, SoundCloud, at Summerverse Pod on Twitter, at Summerverse Podcast on Instagram, at JS Hector, at Gentleman and Sally. And until next time, everybody.